today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie now, the Dublin Metrolink hearings are continuing at the Gresham Hotel in Dublin today. Yesterday, one economist told that hearing that the costs of the project are understated and the benefits exaggerated. You might remember that the project was first mooted way back in the 90s. It was officially launched in July 2000 by the then Minister for Public Enterprise, Mary O'Rourke. So let's take a listen to her speaking back then as the project was unveiled. It all starts for Metro now, which is vastly greater and bigger system. And uh, we're very happy that we've been able to integrate the two. And in, in a very short time, we'll have integrated ticketing, which will mean you can get a ticket on a bus, move on to Lewis, get back onto a train, all of the ways of travelling, which other cities take for granted that you can do. We're just on the brink of that here in Dublin. So back then, almost 24 years ago, the cost of the project was estimated to be £4.3 billion. It consisted of 70 kilometres of track running as far south as Bray in Wicklow, as far west as Blanchardstown. And the mostly underground rail line is expected to run now for 19 kilometres with construction thought to cost at €9.5 billion. Well, I'm joined on the line now by economist Colin McCarthy and also Duncan Smith, who's Labour TD for Dublin Fingal and his party's spokesman on transport. And you're both welcome to the programme. So, Colin, you were at the hearing yesterday. You spoke there and you've an issue both with the projected cost, the £9.5 billion, and the projected capacity. Let's start with the money, £9.5 billion. You don't think they can get it over the line for that amount of money? Well, it, it, it was three billion and then five uh, just a short few years ago, and then this estimate at nine point five billion. Now, there's a B in that uh, emerged uh, just recently, uh, and in addition, uh, the consultants to the project promoters uh, have mentioned a figure of eleven point eight or nine. I think it is. Uh, whether that's directly comparable with the earlier figures, I'm not sure. It's not clear. Uh, the, the, the reality is that uh, there has been a long record of huge overshoots on big public capital projects. Uh, the most recent example is the National Children's Hospital, which was signed off by the government, I think, when it was $600 million, and it's turned out to be $2.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Minister for Health uh, admitted just a few days ago. And th- there is a pattern internationally, and it's been well documented, that these big once-off projects, particularly the big once-off ones, uh, are systematically underestimated as the cost. Uh, and there is also a pattern, that it's not universal, but it's very common, where the benefits of the project are exaggerated. Okay, well, no. well, we'll come to that side of it in a minute. But Duncan Smith, to get your response to that, like Colm is right, we have seen vast overruns on the likes of the National Children's Hospital. This is another massive project right in the centre of the capital. Should we be very worried about the costs here? But like Colm's comparing apples and oranges here. I mean, and it's, it's um, like... The National Children's Hospital is run by uh, Children's Health Ireland, the HSE and the Department of Health, which we all know has a very poor history in terms of 
big projects and, and indeed budgets. But if you look at something that's more comparable, like the Lewis Cross City, uh, that came in both on budget and on time. Now, I know Colm has uh, a lamentable history with the Lewis. He's someone who actually uh, opposed it uh, and didn't think it would be viable, didn't think it would work. Uh, he has something against rail projects, I think, in general, wanting to invest more in motorways and roads. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think if we're going to compare Metrolink, which is going to be the biggest project in the history of the state, it's not also going to be a standalone project. It is going to link up with Lewis, with heavy rail, with bus services. It's a Metrolink. It is an integrated uh, transport project. And if you look at the history of TII uh, and, and big mm-hmm. road uh, transport infrastructure project, we actually have a decent record okay. of bringing them in on time so and indeed that, on but, or under But budget. also, is it so strategically important that you're not overly concerned if there were to be an overrun? Uh, it is strategically important. I mean, it's 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 hugely important. I mean, we have uh, the DAA have but an does, application does it, in to does, it, does its importance outweigh the risk of an overrun on the cost of it? Uh, like, uh, we, we don't know what the cost is ultimately going to be. The 9.6 billion figure is a, is a median cost. It could come in under that. It could come in over, uh, slightly over that. We don't know. No one knows. Column doesn't know at this point. But what we do know is we have a huge congestion problem in Dublin. We have a huge congestion problem in the M1 corridor. We have huge capacity issues in terms of getting people in and out of the airport. I know Column uh, contests that. We have a huge issue in terms of my own hometown of Swords, which is projected to grow from 60,000 people to 100,000 people based on current zonings. It's currently the largest town in Ireland without a rail link. And Colin thinks the best thing to do is to pile people into bush, buses and push them through uh, the port tunnel at a rate of 200 buses okay. an hour. Well, look, you, crazy you, stuff. You, you said that Colin might have a problem with rail development. Is that true? Do you have a problem with the railways? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, on the contrary, uh, uh, I think improving public transport in Dublin is a very good idea. Duncan just said that I'm in favour of motorways. I'm against urban motorways, just to be clear. Uh, and there is there is no need to misrepresent what people say. Uh, on on the, the question of public transport in Dublin, spending nine billion or ten or more of or whatever it turns out to be on a single underground rail link uh, f- from the central area of Dublin out to the airport and to Swords is replicating an alignment where there is currently a good bus system. Dublin Airport is easily the busiest bus station in Ireland. Uh, there are a thousand bus services a day, not just from the central area of Dublin through the tunnel, uh, which is already built and paid for, uh, but to various suburbs around Dublin. So uh, and most yeah. of the users, daily users of Dublin Airport, are not from Dublin City and County at all. So you Indeed. think you think we don't need this? We don't need this metro, is what you're saying? Uh, You have to compare cost to benefits, uh, uh, Claire, uh, and that is a requirement of the public spending code. Uh, If this was a big problem that really needed uh, an expensive solution, then you would have to think about it. But I contest the view that connectivity from Dublin uh, to Dublin Airport is a huge problem. Uh, There are currently... Uh, uh, express bus services that come out onto the M1 down into the tunnel already built and paid for there is capacity in the tunnel there is congestion charging in the uh, in the tunnel that can free more uh, and you can easily arrange bus priority mm-hmm. the current journey time from Dublin airport which is only 10 kilometers from the city center anyway uh, into town 
uh, is 24, 25 minutes, things like that. Uh, you cannot beat that, even with an underground railway, which will have intermediate stations. So I just don't accept that there is a huge accessibility problem at Dublin Airport. People do not miss flights at Dublin Airport because they get stuck in traffic. But the aim, of course, is to take cars and, to a certain extent, buses off the road from a climate perspective regarding our, our 2030 emissions targets. Why do you want to take buses off the road? Uh, we have a, a, a good project in Dublin, which I fully support, called Bus Connects which will cost a fraction of the metro length, will serve the whole urban area uh, and, and, and which will rely on buses. Duncan, go ahead. Duncan, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Duncan. Uh, Swords currently has good bus services in the city. It has better bus services okay. in the city right. than any other outer suburb of Dublin. Right. Duncan, you have <laughs> enough buses. Why do you need this, this very expensive metro link? We don't have enough buses. Uh, the Dublin Bus Service and indeed the Swords Express are doing massive heavy lifting and it takes a long time to get in from Swords. I know, I live in Swords. I come into Dublin City uh, th- at least three days a week when the doll is sitting. Uh, it's not working. It takes an interminable amount of time. And Bus Connect, uh, which I fully support and, and is, is a great system, does lose interest when it gets beyond the M50 and, in, uh, and when it gets beyond uh, Dublin Airport. The Bus Connect system for Swords and indeed North County Dublin is going to be very very similar to the bus service that exists now and indeed exists 20 years ago. It's going to be very recognisable. And also, Swords is projected to grow. Uh, and I was part of a council that actually uh, supported master plans that to, to, that's going to in- increase the population uh, of Swords uh, uh, to up to 100,000 people. Um, if the housing crisis is going to be sorted in this country and in the, the city, it'll be the flatlands of Fingal that are going to have to do it and not the, sou- the, the, the hills of South Dublin because that's where the space is and that's where the existing zonings are. Uh, so, so Metrolink is, is a future-proofing, high-capacity solution to that, to that problem okay. and to that challenge. Can we, talk to, like, can we talk about capacity, Duncan, for a moment? Because mm. I know Colm thinks that the capacity has been overestimated as well. So we're told that once this thing starts, there'll be a train every three minutes during peak periods. That's going to rise to a service every 90 seconds by the year 2060, if needed. So the system will be capable of carrying 20,000 passengers an hour in each direction. I mean, that's an incredible figure, because if you look at the Lewis Green Line service, that carries 9,000 passengers per direction per hour. Do you think it's overestimated? Uh, no, I, I, given the amount of analysis that's been done on this, I, 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 I trust the estimates. But again, the Lewis was underestimated at the start in terms of the capacity. It said that it would take, it, it would, uh, take about 20 million. It's now taking 48.2 million uh, a, a year. Uh, so, so these lines, these big infrastructure projects, uh, they do exceed the capacity estimates that are put, that are put in place. Uh, like, again, this is a huge population centre. Uh, this is uh, the only corridor in our city, really, that does isn't served by any kind of high capacity rail network no dart line no lewis line no commuter line so the demand is there uh, the capa- the capacity will be met and indeed it'll probably be exceeded if the pattern is to be followed uh, with 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 the lewis and, and indeed with the dart and the commuter lines uh, and indeed and the dublin bus there's a huge appetite for public transport here there's a huge need for high capacity rail link it's been it's been tested against every other alternative be it hard rail be it lewis be it bus services be it bendy bus 
Rainbow Services, they've literally tested uh, it and, uh, against every other uh, alternative. Uh, we believe and we know and we see it in every other city, a high-speed mm-hmm. rail link to service, to serve an international okay. airport, to serve a town the size of Swords is what's needed. OK, okay. Colm, Aidan Foley from Transport Infrastructure Ireland was speaking at the oral hearing yesterday as well and he said and mentioned the socio-economic cost of commuting, lost hours, inefficiency of the transportation system, which puts pressure on families. One parent or more could be absent from the home for very long periods. That leads to increased childcare demands, increased pressure on parents in the home, which can create this cycle of increased stress. stress. You've got less disposable income because you're factoring in the cost of this and reduced quality of life. That's a fairly convincing argument, is it not? Uh, No, it isn't. Uh, Of course, uh, uh, if we can... Uh, better tackle congestion problems in, in the Greater Dublin area, it will help to ameliorate uh, all the issues that you list. The question is the following. Is it a good idea? Yeah, it would be nice if we had an underground rail link to, to the airport and to Swords. It would be nice if we had one to Blanchardstown. It would be nice if we had one to the southwest of the city, and so on and so on. Uh, this single rail line up north of the city is scheduled to cost 9 or 10 or 11 billion or possibly a good deal more. Uh, and I just don't accept that it's, uh, that, that, that it's worth the money. Specifically, the current accessibility of Dublin Airport is actually quite good. It's only 10 kilometres from the city centre, which is unusual. It has a higher public transport share than comparable airports around Europe that do have rail links. Manchester is a good example. Manchester has a rail link. It's roughly the size of Dublin in terms of passengers. And it has a lower overall public transport share than Dublin Dublin Airport does. So I just don't accept that this is addressing a big problem. This is a solution in search of a problem. Do you feel maybe we're too late in our evolution to be putting in an underground, mostly underground metro link? Is is that part of the problem? Yeah, you see, the, the the trouble with Dublin is that over the last 40 years or 50 years, as I'm sure Duncan knows well, uh, we have had a policy of urban sprawl. The fastest growing populations in the greater Dublin area are not in Dublin at all. They're in Kildare and Meath. And we've built a great big low-density sprawl. Uh, with, of course, a lot of people with long commutes and so on, uh, and and high levels of car use. The solution to that in a low-density city, I think, uh, is something like Bus Connects, with lots of bus priority, a serious crackdown on on on-street parking, uh, including by residents in the central areas of the city. The recent initiative from the city council uh, to, to, to... uh, minimise true traffic uh, uh, makes perfect sense okay, to so, me. Okay, so Duncan, we should but, bet, but, we should but, bet but, all but, on the buses. We, I'm coming we, to the end, Colin. I want to get Duncan back in here. We should yeah. bet all mm-hmm. on the buses. By the way, this is not what our texters are, are saying, uh, Colin. Everybody wants this metro, as far as I can see from what our listeners are telling us. But what about that, uh, Duncan, that we avoid this massive cost and that we invest heavily in bus connects to solve this problem? 
we are have, investing heavily in bus connects, but bus connects is not going to solve this problem. And again, this isn't a cost. This is an investment. It's an investment in Dublin. It's an investment in North Dublin. It's an investment in the people of, of Swords and Glasnevin and Ballymun and all through the city. This is going to have an economic benefit to Dublin. At the moment, it's estimated that upwards of two billion could be cost because, due to the congestion that's taking place. And you know, I, I really am uh, getting fed up with hearing the same voices. Uh, you know, try and pierce this project as something that is, is nice, that it's an add-on, like that it's some kind of multiplex cinema. This is a transformative piece of uh, transport infrastructure that is needed for this city. Like, w- w- when this is built, and I hope this is built, it needs to be built, we're going to look back at this and go, how did we ever live without this in our city? How did we ever uh, get by without a high-capacity railing to airport, to, to a place like Swords, to, to Glasnevin, and, uh, to, uh, and tackling congestion? How did we deal with the poor air quality at the entrance and exit to a Dublin Port Tunnel? How do we deal with all that congestion? I mean, like to say that we could have a crackdown on like on, on, on parking and that that's going to solve the problem. I mean, obviously we need that crackdown, but this is a huge issue. This is this is a huge challenge. This okay. is the solution to it, and we need to push through and we need to start getting. This all right, done. I need to leave it there, but we will be talking about this again. Those oral hearings are continuing into the Dublin Metro Link. Colin McCarthy and Duncan Smith, thank you both for joining us. Dr. Karina Butler, who spent her career as as you may know in paediatric medicine, is going to be talking to us about measles next. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.